Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mind you, we have a pretty full plate going on here. 
Let's just touch on, if you don't mind, briefly on what happened earlier today. You know, it's breaking news for those of you who don't know or for those of you who care. Um, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, former of the San Francisco 49ers, who just announced that he is going to opt out of his contract to become a free agent, recently announced to the world that he's no longer going to sit for the national anthem or kneel, I should say. He's going to stand like everyone else and have his own, you know, private protest and he said, you know, he said that um, he no longer wants his message to, I'm reading this from ESPN.com, but the protest to the trial from the positive change he believes he, he has been, he has created. He also said uh, the amount of national discussion on social inequality, as well as support from the athletes nationwide, including NFL and NBA players, affirmed the message he was trying to deliver. You know, when he he began his protest way back when, seemingly that even though that's not how I would have protested, I mean hell, he was brave enough to do it through the anthem of all things. I respected mm-hmm. his right to protest because that's in our constitution. It's a amendment. That's his right, and no lo- and, and you know it's like protest. you not, you may or may not like it, but you have to respect that person's right. I personally. You know, you know, then that he's a free agent. He's looking for a new job. I think he kind of opened himself up to be called a fraud. Being that, you know, he no longer has, you know, because last year his contract was guaranteed. And he mm-hmm. pretty much had nothing to, well, I mean, he had nothing to lose in the sense that he was going to get his fat check for season no matter what. And now he's looking for a job, and being that lots of NFL executives apparently asked him would he continue to kneel, I think this is a way of saying, yo, I'm still down for a cause, but brother man, I got to get paid. So I, so that's why I think even though he's trying to – he's probably going to do this behind the scenes going forward, he's opened himself up to a lot. And I'm trying to keep it open mind because I don't want to come off and call him a fraud because, again, I don't know what's in the brother's heart. I'm just saying it doesn't look good. At least from my vantage point. And, and Scott, you're not the only one. I just found that the timing of this entire situation was very convenient from a financial standpoint. You know, you you just made it um, known that you want to go ahead and, and test the free agency waters in order to make yourself a little bit more appealing uh, to to front offices, especially to those who fear that you may come in. And not be a, be receptive uh, or received well by the fan base. You thought you'd go mm-hmm. ahead and make this announcement that say, "Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and, and stand now during uh, uh, the national anthem." And I just find it ironic that now, with the current climate of <laughs> uh, our, our, our political uh, uh, situation, that now he wants to go yeah. ahead and, and stand for. Um, for the national anthem, as if things have changed from what has happened uh, uh, since last uh, since last August, it just seems like it's 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 done out of convenience in order for him to to move on someplace else and to get paid. And like you said, I don't want to go ahead and, and cast this this dispersion on him, but my God, mm-hmm. that's the way it looks right now. Yeah, this is look good. That's felt that. And granted, you know, I was watching because I was working from home today. I was watching 
uh, Undisputed on Fox Sports 1. Great show, by the way, for those who don't know. Um, you know, had Dr. Eric, uh, Michael Eric Dyson on to talk, talk about the situation as well. Nice. That was before that he, being Colin Kaepernick, decided to, you know, I'm not going to kneel anymore. He was just basically <laughs> speaking generally about, you know, his protest over this past season with Shannon Charles getting nails. Um, yeah, when that and when that run across the ticker while I was doing my work, yes, I really did watch it, do my work. Sports one, um, you know, I, 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 I have mixed emotions. Uh, again, I have mixed emotions. I'm like, I'm so. I mean, part of me is like, you know, he, I know he has to do what he has to do, but a bigger part of me is, is so was so disappointed that I mean, because look at any 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 activist, any person who who partook in any type of social activism. It all comes with a sacrifice. That's the whole point of taking a stand. To me, some exactly your life in some cases. Um, see all the social, most of the social activism going on in the 1960s. You know the people who we look upon as hero, heroically now, i.e., Dr. King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks. They were vilified at the time, not only by whites but for our own people. Mm-hmm. Especially in Dr. King's case. So, just all of a sudden, because he has to realize he needs to check in the standpoint that, you know, he won't know if he's guaranteed a check or a job next year or not in the NFL. He's like, you know what? I'm good. I think I've fulfilled my metrics as as, as, as great and change and whatnot. I mean, what are his, what are his metrics? You know what? 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 What does? What is? That, what is? What in this mind constitutes? You know what? I made progress. Progress was made. I, I think I'm good. I know he said he talked to other people around the league, and other sports, mm-hmm. but 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 it's just a test smell test. And and interestingly enough, Colin Cowherd on the show today, he really was one of the few who actually didn't have a problem with protest. You know, that was one of the many that didn't have an issue either. It, it, it was. Um, it was a, it was a glorious thing because of the 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 the, the attention one that it garnered and the movement that it started. It, it, it wasn't just yeah. pro players that did it; collegiate players did it. High school players were doing it. So yes, it it, it brought attention to to a situation um, that needs to have uh, eyes on it, and, and and not only by those who were affected, by, but by those who needed to see that there was a problem going on. Now, mm-hmm. I, I guess what he's decided to do was take the Jay-Z approach. I can't help the poor if I'm one of them, which I get. But yeah. once again, I, I'm of that mindset, and it, it was weird that it took uh, LeVar Arrington to point this out when, while talking mm-hmm. about actually the protesters who, who were protesting the Washington football team's name change. In order for something yeah. to change, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. Something right. huge, you're going to have to lose no something. Point. You know, yeah. and, and and he was, and that was one of the things that I was concerned about because I knew that all eyes would be on him and, and every mm-hmm. move that he would make ever since taking that initial knee from the, 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 the pig top socks 
to the Malcolm X uh, Fidel Castro T-shirt. Every move he made was going to be, you know, every every move he made was going to be criticized. And and, and for you to go through all of that all of a sudden just to stop just like that, potentially because of the money situation, it's it's just real fishy to me. And and, and it's almost, I, I really hope it doesn't discredit all of the work that he's done and all the people that he's affected in doing so. I really hope not. But that's going to be I one of the things that you're potentially going to hear within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't look good. Again, I don't know the brother's heart. I really don't know. But from a, from the outside looking in, it just screams fraud to me. It, it just screams like he did it because he knew he was going to get paid. He knew he was going to lose anything. Well, well it's time for a job. Do a job reviews be coming in, you know, potentially he's like, you know, I'm good. I mean, think about the, and I promise I won't spend too much time on this because I know we got a full plate ahead of us, but I just think about the Jim Browns of the world, the uh, um, uh, Bill Russells, especially the Muhammad Ali, the Kareem Al-Jabbar, mm-hmm. you know, the Rayford Johnson of the world. You know, all those, all those brothers who went to that Black Sports Athlete Summit in nineteen six in the summer of nineteen sixty seven to support Bobby Muhammad Mitchell, Ali's yes sir. To to not go to the Vietnam participate in the Vietnam War. Those guys, particularly Jim Brown they burnt I mean they, they their activism burnt the way of endorsements I know, I know it would have been millions you know, way back in the day, but, I mean, just think about it. I mean, all, uh, athlete like Jim Brown, a champion like Bill Russell in the, in, in the league's leading score in NBA history, and who was also a six-time champion, mm-hmm. multi-IP winner, and, and Kareem, they, they sacrificed so much more money in, Luke, in terms of lucrative opportunities outside of the sport. Because they took a stand for what they believe and what we think we believe is is right, what was right, and you know just looking back at history, Muhammad Ali, it cost them his prime, his prime mm-hmm. years being years when he was undefeated. Just think about what if, but exactly, he took a stand, perhaps saved his own life by not going to Vietnam in the meantime. And, you know, while he's remembered finally now, especially after his death, I mean, since, since his death, I mean, he just, he, he, it, it cost him his prime. I mean, sure, he won the regain the boxing championship years after getting knocked out by Joe Frazier in 71, but that cost him his prime. His mm-hmm. prime years of boxing. That's the whole, that the whole thing is activism is about. You're going to sacrifice something, and you got to go into it knowing that you're going to get some backlash, and you know, in 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 in, 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 in Dr. King's case, it cost them his life as well as Malcolm X, costing them, them their mm-hmm. life. You know, that's what the whole thing of social activism is, and I'm just so disappointed. Again, I'm just a grown man, what to do? And when Colin Kaepernick, he's still a young man. Maybe again, he may be still doing stuff behind the scenes, but. It just doesn't look good. It really does not look good to me. I'm just looking. And you know what? Even with all the things that he may be doing potentially behind the scenes, 
it's just that behind the scenes. It's just it's just yeah. one act here, and the timeliness. It's all about timing. Right. With that happening, as he's making the announcement that he wants to become a free agent, and we all know that, yes. you know, there are a lot of fans in the league that didn't look, you know, highly of him, and maybe people in the front office that didn't look highly on his actions. And for you to sure. do so sure. while you're making this announcement just does not look good at all. It doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, let's go from the, the 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 disappointing to the absolutely insane. The Shaquille oh. O'Neal, Javel McGee, Beef slash Tissy Fit. We all know what happened to <laughs> We start off with Shot in the Fool, the segment Shot in the Fool on NBA on TNT, which is hilarious, by the way. Um, yes. By the way, Shaq is doing a damn good job on TNT and NBA on TNT. I just want to point that out too. Um, mm-hmm. he, he started with JaVale McGee, was it last year? And maybe, oh, maybe before no. that. He started with JaVale while JaVale was, was still a wizard. So that's like two, three years ago or something like that? No, no, my brother. That is well over five, six years ago. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he, he was, he's been giving it to JaVale for some time. And he was the only one. I mean, because yeah. you – you should know you're, you're a DC sports fan, and I'm an NBA fan. Javale has been underachieving. He's underachieved yes. most of his career, which is too bad because he he has the size and the talent to be a, a damn good center in the NBA. But you know things mm-hmm. such as ball bouncing off his head, running down court when his team's on offense, you know stuff uh, like that. I mean, it's like shoot the wrong basket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just—it's—it's it's as if he's like, if he left, it's, it's, it's almost as if he left his brain on the bench or or or, or at his crib um, when he comes to the, to. The, I mean, I mean, it's obvious that he doesn't have a high basketball IQ. That's obvious. However, mm-hmm. he's doing pretty well in second in Sacramento and Golden State. He seemingly he found a home. He's found his own niche. He's playing pretty good basketball. Actually, he is and, coming off the bench you know, playing good basketball. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the whole thing is Shaq kept getting on his case. And, you know, again, you know, he's getting paid to analyze the game. He's getting paid to point things out, I'll be honest. I just think when he he took a little too far when he called JaVale a bum ass. Hashtag bum ass. You know, I mean, it's funny, but, I mean, he took it too far. I mean, the whole thing is, it's one thing offering criticism. It's another thing to make a personal. And he came off to me, he being Shaq, as a big bully in this episode, near the end. Because Jabelle, he had enough. He spoke up for himself, and, you know, mm-hmm. Shaq could have just said, you know what, whatever, man. I mean, you're playing well, whatever. But he decided to take a personal Javel, uh, uh, he, he didn't back down. He, he he came back at him, and it got to a point where both of their mamas told him to stop. It, basically, <laughs> and, you know, with with like like with with Miss McGee calling for Shaq's job, and for Shaq's mama telling Shaq to to pipe down, stand down. It just it just got so overblown. It's just it's like being in fifth grade all over again. You know, yeah, you're stupid. No. 
you're stupid, you know, shit like that. I mean, so basically, do you think that being a bully or was JaVale being overly sensitive, basically? I'm going to go ahead and say it's a combination of the two. It really didn't um, elevate, really, until his teammates in the organization of Golden State got involved. Um, The whole bum-ass comment came. I can't remember if it was uh, Draymond that came to his defense and and, and said a comment about uh, Shaq, and that's when Shaq came back with the bum-ass and, and and went back and forth, and KD. then next thing you know, KD too. Oh, it, that's right. It was KD. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Kevin Durant that said it. Yeah. 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 So you know, you had that go on. What he's doing is basically defending his his teammate, which I understand. And and, and sure. I just find it interesting that you know if if people did like, I I wasn't even intending to do so. I was just looking to see how this whole beast started in, in terms of the, the the past couple of weeks. And I stumbled on a, a video mm-hmm. on YouTube of another Shaq in the Fool. It was a post-game um, interview with JaVale McGee on Shaq's birthday. Um, this had to have been while JaVale was in Denver. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but it was it was a couple years ago when Shaq, I think, turned 40. Um, mm-hmm. So it had to have been at least three or four years ago. Um, during that interview, you know, Shaq actually said to him, you know what, young brother, before there was you, I was the original mm-hmm. tragic Bronson. So don't mm-hmm. look at this as me just coming at you, picking on you mm-hmm. out of nowhere. It's because I know where you're coming from because I was you when I was a rookie. I was the one out there making these bonehead mistakes. So I, I I understand where it is that you're coming from. I'm just doing this all in the name of fun. But even while doing that yeah. interview, JaVale seemed a little little testy. You know, calling him, uh, uh, what do you call it, Shaq and the Coon, um, and all mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, he's still, he was, which I hate that word, yeah, so by the way. I hate that word. You and I both. And, and you know, he, he, he just basically was a being sensitive then and I understand it's it's been going on for years and he's still sensitive about it but he decided to go ahead and speak out about it. But the whole back and forth is completely unnecessary, man. Just go ahead, do your job. You know what? Yeah. At this point, JaVale, you still shouldn't be making these bold head plays. I would say this yeah. even coming off the bench, this is one of his best years statistically in a limited role going mm-hmm. back to about 2012, 2013. And he's playing right. that role very well. When I when I heard that JaVale was coming to Golden State, looking at that offense and looking at what he could do being a very athletic big, all he had to do yeah. was just basically be there for alley-oops and rebounds from, from, from long right. shots and just dug the ball in there. That's all you had to do. You had got one job, dude, and you're doing it well. Don't worry yeah. about it. You're on a good team. You're you're in a situation where you could potentially thrive. Just go ahead and play good ball, man. But you know, I understand that at a certain point, man. You know, it, it's not the fact that there's straws on the camel's back. It's how many straws that's on it, and, and he just got, it got to a breaking point with him. You know what? In in, in your bell Smith, I can't believe I'm, I'm defending this guy because <laughs> I, I always thought that he was an underachiever. Um, at the end of the day, he's still a man, and you know exactly. And you, and you know the code. I mean, a man can only take so much crap. 
okay, to the point where he makes reaches that breaking point and he lashes out. I understand. But, dude, yeah. you're an NBA player. You're in a great situation. And to your point, uh, uh, Dwayne, he's in he's in a limited role. He's coming on the bench. So there's really not a lot of pressure on him. All he has to do is stand under the goal, collect rebounds and block shots, which he's broke, which he's doing well this year. He's playing good, good defense. He's actually a rim protector that they sorely that Golden State sorely needed this season uh-huh. because they got at the bench in order to get uh, KD. Um, so I would say both to, to both these brothers this: Javale, you're doing your thing. Keep your head on. You're still getting paid a lot of money. You're probably going to be in the more likely be in the finals in, in order to get a shot to win your first ring. I just keep quiet. You know, sure, sure you can speak up for yourself, but just keep quiet and keep it moving. And for Shaq, bruh, just give it up. I mean, I know he gave it up eventually because his mama made him do so. But, dude, <laughs> just give it up. Just just don't let it get personal because, you. I mean, you. by all accounts, Shaq is one good dude. He's a very good dude by all accounts. Yeah. But he, he became a bully. And he came off as a bully, rather. And that's not a good look for him either. So to both of these grown brothers, stop at start at your age and not shoe sizes. Okay, move along <laughs> and and put it behind you. And both of y'all keep doing your thing because both of them doing great jobs of what they're doing this year, particularly Javale for Golden State. Well, I mean, now, basically, Shaq is doing what I will be doing at the age of 22, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, so, it's, 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 a, it's a golden goose in Golden State. You just got all of this foolishness coming from this dude, man. I'm sorry. At some right. point, he's been in the league 10 years. He, 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 he needs to figure out how to get it right at some point. And so, right. I, I, I don't know, Javale. I'm I, I just asking that you just go ahead. If you go ahead and just get it right, you won't get picked on, dude. Just, just do that. Right. Ten years. Just, come just, on, bro. Yeah. I mean, just keep your head down. Keep it moving. That's all. Just keep it moving. Yeah. Man, as if that's not ridiculous enough, here comes Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey, iconic coach of uh, Baylor's women's basketball. Damn good coach. And by all accounts, a damn good player. Um, yeah. Which you, which you played. I mean, she was, she was, she was, she was, she was the truth, man. She was it. And I really love her style. I love the way she's outspoken. I love the way that she's championed the women's game. I love the way she's challenged, hopefully challenged, uh, you know, Ariema and, and UConn, you know, mm-hmm. doing her thing. However, what she showed is the classic insert foot, big-ass foot in your mouth. Yes. Okay. She, before the game, I think it was like before the game, it's like a home game they had over, her team had over the weekend, I think it was. Yeah, it was this she, yeah, she basically told told Baylor fans right before the game that if people tell them that they will never send their daughters to Baylor, they should quote knock them right in the face. That was yes. just tone also the tone death and just just devoid of common sense. I mean, if you really want the be to stop talking about your school Stop talking about Baylor and this and this and this and this and, and, and what was going with it. Stop talking. Shut exactly. the bleep up about it. Just just oh understand folks in sports when they want stuff to be talked about, 
They talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just keep talking about it. Just shut the hell up and move on. If you really want stuff to blow over, don't bring it up. Exactly. <laughs> as simple as that. I can't believe people, grown people, keep making that mistake over and over and over again. I I, I just don't know, bro. I I just don't know. And and, and again, I like Moki a lot. I like her style. I like the way she she's doing her thing on the coaching level in college in women's college sports. Mm-hmm. But come on, and and and, and uh, by the way, she 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 had a tearful uh, uh, press conference earlier today saying she was sorry. Didn't mean <sighs> I'm off like that. Blah blah blah. Essentially, crocodile tears. But still, I mean, you, that cat is way out. I mean, that that pig just left the barn a long time ago. It's not going to come back anytime soon. Oh no, no, it won't. And it also that doesn't mean that uh, uh, our bobblehead for sleeves of the week will be coming back either, because we named her uh, sleeves of the week on the show last night for her comments. And uh, I just thought it was weird, first and foremost, that she she threatened or, or or said that people should punch people in the mouth if they feel as though that they they shouldn't send their daughters to, to Baylor, and then post game talk about how you know both her and her daughter both went to Baylor and nothing happened to them. My thing is this. I learned yeah. the lesson the hard way. And I like to thank Ray Rice for this. Never yeah. ever defend anybody that you weren't there for in that situation. Because you know what happens? It's gonna mm-hmm. turn up and bite you in the butt. Yeah. I was that guy that was going ahead defending people. Oh my God! You know what? There's no way in the world they can be capable of doing this. Next thing you know, here's the videotape of old boy dragging your girl out of the, the elevator. Never again. Never yeah. again. And if you weren't there, shut your mouth. Do you want this thing to pass over? Your mouth. Fifty-two players right. accused of, of sexual assault. I guarantee you, you weren't there for any of that. Well, I hope that you weren't there for any of that. I, I shouldn't even put that guarantee off there. I don't know. Maybe she was. But once again, you want this thing to blow over. Baylor needs some healing badly. The last thing they need is negative attention brought to them about this situation by you telling people to punch people in the mouth for not sending their daughters to, 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 to wake go. Just let this go. Let the time heal itself. The program will be. Matter of fact, the basketball program isn't even effective. Just do what you need to do. Strive for national title. Let the football program handle itself, and everything will be okay uh, in Texas. I just, you know, you know, and that, and, and you know, what happened shortly after she ran a yap, a, a young that? man, a Baylor football player, uh, had a uh, a. Um, what you call it, a, a protective order filed against him, and he got his ass suspended. So, see? It ain't going to work. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. Taylor has an awesome opportunity to be a beacon, if you will. Um, to show the rest of college athletics an example, a positive example of turning around and doing things right. I mean, because this is school is a school has had a long history of doing things the wrong way. Remember that mm-hmm. murder charge that in the was the was the late nineties or no no the early two thousands when you know one player murdered his teammate. Yes. Over drugs. Yes, you bring it up. Yes. Uh huh. 
Yes, I mean, it, this ain't the first time, Baylor. And, you know, that town, Waco has some suspect history, too. Yeah, you know, buddy. If you don't know, you better Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. You better Google Waco, Texas. You see some weird stuff happening, happening down there. I'm not talking about David Koresh. There's much more outside of David Koresh that's happening. Oh, wow. Again, Google. All you got to do is Google. And here's a hint. Google black history in Waco, Texas. Uh-oh. You You're welcome. Um, but at any rate, that's all I got to say. But getting back to this, my, my point is saying all that is this. I, sure, the Big 12 Conference, uh, while they're still around, um, has come down on Baylor in the sense that they have withheld their share of the, I guess, the television pie from them. I think that okay. comes down to what, like a few millions of dollars. Um, and they word on the street was that they wanted to do more. You know, they wanted to do more, but they decided to stay with that. Stuff like this is not going to sit well with the commissioner. It's not going to sit mm-hmm. well, potentially with the NCAA, because who knows what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is an example of smart people, smart, talented people doing boneheaded crap. If you exactly. want stuff to blow over, it's common sense 101. Just shut the hell up about it. Okay? It will, it will blow over. It's just that simple, brother. It is just that simple. Uh, uh-huh. Let's just see here. So <laughs> we've gone from let's see, Kaepernick to hacking Javel McGee's hissy, uh, hissy fit to uh-huh. Monkey running her yap and putting her foot in her mouth. Yeah, something very serious here. Candace Wiggins. Candace yes. Wiggins said over the weekend that let me let me see here that she told the Union Tribune paper that the WNBA had a quote very very hard culture. She learns that she was in her. Me being heterosexual and straight and being vocal in my identity as a straight woman was huge. And this is the kicker here. I would say 98% of the women in WMP place was a whole different set of women. She was like the, the top two or three picks in the WNBA draft uh, uh-huh. in two, two, 2008. She was she was she was, she was the truth. I remember her college. She was the truth. Yeah. Um, she was taking it to those those the the, the young ladies up at UConn, um, and like like in a tournament, and during the regular season because in women's college basketball, one of the cool things they do is the best teams from no matter what conference you're from, during the regular season. Um, like Tennessee did, um, uh, yes, her and, and Gino used to play each other twice, as well as, you know, South Carolina. Uh-huh. They made a good Um, the, 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 it's, it's two things for me. First, 
When I first read the story, I thought that, you know, this is a classic case of uh, double standards. You know, like our LGBTQ friends, um, they, and rightfully so, they preach, want to preach tolerance. And it seems like to me that when the person from the straight community, if you will, says something that maybe not particularly all that harmful or just being different, it's like they get is 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 not afforded that same type of of, of courtesy that our LGBTQ <laughs> friends were like. I mean, there are stories about you know people going on cruises or vacations. Uh, or going to events as allies, and then being ostracized by by other gay people who are not their friends, who like who they were there with to support, just Q friends who are still ostracized by the LGBT community at large. So mm-hmm. you know that that's something. You know what I mean when it comes to that stuff. But I. And uh, what was that? Well, I, I want to say it first, but basically it was a talk during that time. And I was on board until I noticed it was published by the 700 Club. And this mm. is what this tells me. She played for teams and what was it? How many years? Uh, eight years? She went about eight, nine years. That yeah. tells me. Basically, that she, whether she was outspoken about her straightness, whether she made her you know, homosexual teammates feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. a, t- a woman that, a, a player that talented, not woman, a player that talented, should not be bounced around four teams in eight years. Especially mm-hmm. not one who's drafted the top three in her draft, at least top three or top five in her draft. And for her to say, that 98% of the women in the WNBA are gay? Did she tour every NBA squad? I know she played on four teams in eight, in eight years, <laughs> but did she tour every squad? Did she take, like, did she do any scientific testing? Did she take surveys? And granted, <laughs> there are women who are named Candace Parker and Skylar Diggins Mm-mm. and, you know, other Talented NBA players, NBA stars, Sue Bird, who are straight. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of straight WNBA players who are, who are having to be superstars. Yeah. Okay? So that 98% is garbage. And from what I understand, I heard that say, oh, like on the radio, that someone, someone to me, I guess from ESPN, wanted to to follow up with us on the 98% uh, like uh, proclamation. And she said, Again, this this was supported, and she she Wiggins said, "quote Just wait for the book to come out." End quote. So there you have it. Wow. I, I think that she. I mean, I'm not saying that she did not experience any bullying. I hope that's not the case, but I'm not saying that that something didn't go down. I'm just saying that I think she has the axe to grind. I think she. I mean, hell, she played again on four teams mm-hmm. in eight years with her talent level, and I think that she's looking to get paid and looking to throw the WNBA under the bus. A, a league that, while it's still thriving, is still struggling to connect with people outside of the female community 
Exactly. Because dudes think that they're a bunch of gay women playing sports. Let's just be real about it. So it might be an off base in that in, in that in the sense that I think that Wiggins is in this for the attention that she has like an axe to grind with the league over her experience. Or, or maybe that thing didn't go the way she planned. Well, my thing is this. It's book time for her, and we've already seen in the past couple of months what happens when it's book time. And when that happens, a lot of people get tossed out there uh, in the ringer. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of dirt just kicked up, be it true or, or not. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that, that, that stuck mm-hmm. out to me, of course, was the, the, the claim of the 98% of the other women uh, in the league being gay. The other thing that was thrown out yeah. there that we didn't discuss was the fact that nobody is watching the games. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of leads to a, a, a real hilarious joke from the show Blackish, um, where it basically made a joke saying that, you know, be careful, God is watching. He watches everything mm-hmm. except for the WNBA. Nobody <laughs> likes watching the WNBA. Oh That's Hilarious, <laughs> but it's cold-blooded. Yeah. But it kind of goes back to a point about that. Now, regardless of what she said, of course, everyone from the league, from front office people to, to coaches to, to current players, are all coming to defend the league, saying that, you know, first and foremost, it's irresponsible to throw out the number that 98% of the women out there are gay because that's not true. Also, if she felt as though that she's been bullied, she should have come out to the right people to say something about it because it it, it would have been stopped. But the current Mystics coach, the Washington Mystics coach, said something that made me uh, think and actually look at this particular article that she wrote, that, 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 that Williams wrote, actually, for the Players' Tribune, yes. where he talks about her being a, 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 a defensive stalwart. And in doing so, what she would do is attempt to mess with players mentally. Now, it's a possibility that she was being called out of her name because of some of the things that she would do in order to agitate a player to get into their heads and affect their offensive output which is a high possibility mm. why she was called the name. Now, if it's anything yeah. outside of that, you know, then it's a problem. But if that's the cause, Candace, you know better. You know that you were yeah. doing whatever. Matter of fact, she was bragging about this. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find a wow. quote here. It says from her, and I quote, it's like I'm Freddy Krueger. So basically, what? if you're familiar with the with the, with the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, uh, brand, his whole thing was about mind games. So that's yeah. and that was something that she was aiming to do. Matter of fact, she said she she relished in the fact of going from an offensive score to being a defensive stalwart, and did whatever she could to make sure that she would stop someone from scoring points, and she enjoyed it. So if, if, if that's the reason why mm. he was being called the name. You got to take that with the punches because you you dish it out. You got to be able to take it. But if it's outside right. of that and it has something to do with her sexual preference, then it's an issue and it needs to be addressed. But it's entirely too late now for it to address her because she's no longer playing. But right. if you're going to shine a light, and I don't know exactly how bright of a light, on the WNBA on this whole bullying situation from the LBG. Uh, team community, and hopefully, 
hopefully it's not, uh, uh, you know, we don't find anything that's, that comes out being uh, detrimental to the league and to the players that are homosexual doing this to straight players that play in that league. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a whole, it's it's a, it's a, now, I mean, Candace Wiggins, she made this thing a whole, I mean, that, I, you could kind of sense that that tension was probably there, to be frank, because there are, I'm not saying they're 98% of the NBA players are gay, but there are a lot of gay players in the WNBA, that should be real. Yes, it is, yeah. As well, there are a lot of straight players in the NBA, uh-huh. which are nice-looking athletic women, stars. Yeah. So, there's that tension. That tension is going to be there. And it's, it's something that's overshadowed the league in terms of viability and, and, and exposure and, and popularity. But mm-hmm. for Wiggins to do this, just to fan those flames, that's the last thing that the WNBA needed. And that's no, it's true. not. And she just turns this whole thing to classic cluster bleed. Okay? It's, 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 it's like a firestorm now. So mm-hmm. I hope that. I mean, I hope that, and I'm and, and I'm a pragmatist by nature, but I wouldn't be low after this performance. I'm hoping that she didn't do this just for the exposure. I'm hoping that she didn't do this to sell a book, to promote a book. Because yeah. that's what it's come off to me as. Again, you balance it down, a woman that talented, top three or four in the draft, star coming out of uh, Stanford University, bouncing around four WNBA teams in eight years. Eight seasons. That that's not good. And you know, it's easy to say that she underachieved. It's easy to say that she did not live up to her feeling coming out of college. And to me, it appears that again, she may have experienced such stuff going on again because of the tension I mentioned. But to me, I think that she's in a force maker box. And I think she's going to throw the, the trying to throw, throw the WNBA under the bus to 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 line her pockets and book sales, picture book sales, and that's unfortunate. And you know that they're going to be behind. They be in the media going to pound the pine for her book to come out. And this mm-hmm. this, this crap is going to come up time, time and time and time and again, time and over and over again. And it's I'm disappointed because it doesn't look like it's she's having a such a legit grind, as much as a, a an extra grind. So I don't know. I just this is a crazy ass weekend sports, man. I, <laughs> I tell you, it's a crazy, crazy Once again, sport. who you telling? Uh, for whatever reason, uh, those that are in Ashburn, Virginia, felt as though that they saw what was going on with the New York Knicks and said, "Ooh, look at that dumpster fire." But you know what? I got a strange feeling that we can do better. And they decided to go ahead and start throwing gasoline in their dumpster. Child, how do you release news that your your GM is potentially drinking and now has to take oh, a, a leave of absence because his grandmama died, but now you're saying that she died in the first week of February. Now it's the 20th of February, and now he mm-hmm. won't be able to make it to the combine. And, uh it's it's just a huge mess going on, um, 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 for the for the Washington Redskins right now, man, and and, and that's just a, a small piece of all of the other stuff that's going on in, in in sports right now. The Kevin Durant injury, which yeah. of course I was reminded happened on March the first, aka three one, 
I just, they'll never let that three one thing go away with, with Golden State. I swear. But you know, it, it, it gives us something to talk about. It gives us something to talk about. Next week for sure. Going to be the story of the rest of the, the, the NBA season. So we'll definitely pick up on that next week. Among yes, I'll be thinking about you and rest about this latest stuff. It's unbelievable. Oh. It's unbelievable. Oh. unbelievable. All right, brother. Be good, man. Thanks again. You do the same. All right, bro. All right, peace out. Peace. Nash, check him out again. Please the radio. Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night as well as the blog. Crazy, crazy weekend sport. And putting up a bunch. Scott Brooks with the Clown Hour. Sign out off. 06. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.